Greetings, fellow being of love and light. We have so far talked on this course about the illusory perception we have of this world. This mainly comes from associating ourselves with our ego, our false self. We have also explained the spiritual journey is a journey of self-discovery, to discover our true divine nature. In my experience, this would be impossible without meditation. So what is meditation? Meditation is all about taking the time to explore and understand yourself. This is the primary aim of meditation. There is no wrong way to meditate as long as this primary aim is fulfilled. You can sit down, lie down, stand up or even walk. You can have your eyes closed or open. You can be still or you can be do doing some activity. To explore and understand your true self, one must quiet down the ego, the false self. Our minds are so clouded and busy with the ego's thoughts for the majority of the day. In this state, we are unable to really explore and understand our true selves. So we must make time to quiet down the ego in order to grow spiritually. Remember, the mind uses input it receives from the senses in order to create the output of thoughts. The mind is also looking to do something all the time. It is restless. It can't just sit still and be quiet. So closing off as much of the senses as possible while being still may make it easier for you to shut off the mind. Be careful though, because even when the eyes are closed, the mind will try to daydream or re replay a memory, which creates a visual sensory input in the mind, just as if you are actually seeing something. Some people find it more useful to actually use sensory input to distract themselves from their thoughts. So they may, may listen to particular sounds or look at something beautiful or light some incense. The way this works is by being present with the sensory inputs. By focusing on what you're listening to or looking at or smelling, you are not letting the sensory input turn into thoughts. Normally when we look at, smell, touch or hear something, this triggers thoughts in our mind and we then shift our focus to our thoughts and away from the sensory inputs. Have you ever looked at something like a shoe which triggered a thought which then spirals into a whole trail of thoughts and then 30 minutes later you snap out of it and realize all these thoughts were originally triggered by looking at a shoe? If you're able to keep all your focus on your sensory inputs, you don't give thoughts any attention. Doing any activity that makes it easy for you to be present is another good way of exploring your true self. For instance, if one is able to shut off the mind when painting or drawing, they can use it as a meditation. When you are present, you are being your true self. So whatever you paint or draw when being present and shutting off the mind is the creation of your true self. There are a great many ways to shut off the mind. I encourage you to try different methods until you find one that suits you. Osho's The Book of Secrets contains 112 tried and tested methods, so this is a good place to start. Any method you can use is all about shifting your attention off the mind. This may be by focusing on your breath, the present moment, oneness, love, sensory inputs, your chakras, an object, a person, or anything else. When meditating for the first few times, it will be extremely hard to shut off the mind. You have been associating yourself with the voice in your head all your life and you have endured a huge amount of programming, so one cannot expect to switch all that off the first time you try. However, 
Don't be too hard on yourself and don't worry if you can't switch off at all the first time you try. Having the will to switch off is the first step. And the more you practice, the more it will get easier. I guarantee you that. Just try out different methods until you find one that suits you. When giving a method a try, try it a few times before deciding whether it is appropriate for you or not. You'll find, you'll find that the more you are able to shut off the mind, the happier and more relaxed you will be. You will then be able to start shutting off the mind outside of meditation. Eventually, life can, beca can become one big long meditation, at which point life becomes simply breathtaking. Speaking of breath, remember how we talked about how one of our two main energy sources is the spiralling down energy that comes from inner seeking? Well, one of the main forms of this energy source is conscious breathing. Most of our day is spent doing short, fast, automatic, unconscious breaths. Have you ever noticed when someone is scrolling through their phone, watching TV or on their computer, and they suddenly turn their attention away from their electronics, they do a huge inhale through the nose? This is because when we are glued to our, our electronics, we become zombie-like. We're hardly breathing. We're like in a trance. The same occurs when we are associating with the ego. Our breathing becomes unconscious because we are focusing on our thoughts and we become like zombies. As we have learnt, our ego's thoughts cause emotions of fear in different forms and we take fast, shallow breaths when we are in a state of fear. To not be in a trance, we must breathe consciously and consciousness only occurs in the present moment. So by bringing our full conscious attention to our breath, we automatically switch to the present moment and therefore become our true selves. And when we become our true selves, we no longer fear. This is most easily achieved through meditation. When one meditates, one is able to fully concentrate on their breath and take long, slow, deep breaths. When we do this, we trigger the inner spiraling of energy from inner seeking. When we inhale, we not only take air in, but we take life force energy down our chakras, starting from the top of our, of our heads. If you concentrate hard enough, you can actually feel the energy, or prana as it's called in India, flow down the top of your head on an inhale, particularly if you inhale through the nose. While you can consciously focus on your breathing outside of meditation, your mind can get easily distracted and it is hard to maintain conscious breathing for a long period of time. Whenever our eyes are open, our mind is focusing on many different things at once. So meditation is the perfect way to block out everything other than your breathing. The ego is associated with the most primitive part of the brain called the amygdala. This is responsible for our automatic fight or flight responses. These responses are often irrational and unconscious. It is the most primitive part of the brain and is often called the emotional brain. When used, it creates fear within the body by triggering the secretion of adrenaline and increasing the heart rate, blood pressure and breathing. However, our neocortex is our rational brain or wise brain or higher brain as it's sometimes called. When used, it can stop you from acting impulsively and emotionally and helps you think and act rationally. When you are using the amygdala, your breathing is fast and shallow. However, when you take slow, Deep breaths, this switches off the amygdala and activates the neocortex. 
Slow, deep breathing also allows you to use your prefrontal cortex, which helps regulate emotions. This is why people are advised to take deep breaths when they are angry or stressed. So by slowing down and deepening your breathing, you are effectively switching off your ego. Conscious breathing relaxes you, makes you feel peaceful, more joyful, more at one with everything, more energetic and more full of love. Sometimes people don't believe that breathing can make such a difference, so I encourage them to close their eyes for one minute, take long, slow, deep breaths, and to concentrate on the three-second gap between the inhale and exhale. It may help to hold in the breath during the gap. Those three seconds are so blissful and peaceful, people suddenly realise what I'm talking about. Go ahead, I encourage you to try it out now. And that's just one of many, many breathing techniques you can do. Conscious breathing is extremely good for your health as well. When we do fast, shallow breaths, we do not intake much prana, which is the downward spiralling life force energy. Through deep conscious breathing, we can help bring more life force energy to our upper chakras. And as we have learnt in the previous two topics, the more energy that our chakras have access to, the more life force energy can be distributed to ourselves and the healthier we are. To be efficient with one's breathing and consistently take in a lot of prana in each breath, one must breathe into their belly, not their lungs. When you, whenever you see a young child breathe, their belly goes up and down. But as we get older, we become stressed and we no longer breathe into the belly. So breathing into the belly is a good way to take in more prana in each breath. Let's try an exercise now. Try to take as big a breath as possible, but only by moving your lungs, not your belly. When you think you have reached capacity, now try and take more breath by breathing into your belly. You'll find that you are able to take slightly more when using the belly. Not only do deep breaths bring the body more life force energy, but, as we know, it brings oxygen as well. Deep breaths are more efficient. They allow your body to fully exchange incoming oxygen without going carbon dioxide. By taking deep breaths, arterial oxygenation improves and more oxygen enters our bloodstream. The more oxygen that can be given to ourselves, the higher our metabolism and the higher the voltage within our body. As we learned in the previous topics, this leads to better health. I bet you didn't know there were so many different dimensions to breathing. So let's talk about brain waves. There are five basic brain waves that are picked up by a modern EEG. They are delta, theta, alpha, beta and gamma waves. Each type of wave has a different frequency. Each type of brain wave is an indication of the type of activity the brain is engaged in. For instance, beta is the signature brain wave of people with anxiety, people experiencing frustration and people under stress. Negative emotions such as anger, fear, blame, guilt and shame produce large flares of beta. Beta is required for processing information and for linear thinking. It inhibits many beneficial cellular functions and your body ages much faster. Beta is clearly the brainwave of the ego. Gamma is the highest recorded brainwave frequency and is most prevalent at, at times when the brain is learning making associations between phenomena 
and integrating information from many different parts of the brain. A brain producing lots of gamma waves reflects complex neural organization and heightened awareness. When monks were asked to meditate on compassion, large flares of gamma were found in their brains. The monks reported entering a state of bliss. Gamma is associated with very high levels of intellectual function, creativity, integration, peak states, and being present. Gamma waves also help the immune system, the growth and repair of cells, and helps regulate stress hormones like cortisol. So clearly, when the brain is producing gamma waves, it's an indication that the person is aligning with their true self. So when we think in terms of frequency, the ideal brainwave state to aim for in meditation is gamma. This is our highest state of consciousness. It's how we access the 5D realm. This can be done through many different techniques, including breathwork, but you may find it useful to also play gamma wave sounds or music. The frequency of gamma waves are between 40 and 100 hertz. You can find such sounds on YouTube. These sounds can make it easier for you to get into the gamma brainwave state during meditation. Once one has shut off the mind, they have entered the 5D gamma brainwave state. There are many things you can do in this state to explore and understand yourself. Number one, disassociate from the ego. By dissociating from the ego, you can begin to fully understand what the ego is, its many layers, and how it works. You can discover what thoughts you have, the programmed beliefs that cause these thoughts, and where these beliefs came from. You can discover the illusions behind all your suffering. You can identify suppressed emotions and transform or release them. You can then start discovering aspects of your true self. You, be you can begin to truly love yourself and feel true peace, love and joy. You can begin to feel your oneness with everything. Remember, you are everything and everything is you. So feeling one with something or someone is a way of understanding and loving different aspects of yourself. Number two, creating your reality. We have talked previously about how we create our own realities with our beliefs, thoughts and emotions. You can use that to your advantage in meditation by changing your beliefs and using thought and emotion to create a reality that you want. This includes healing yourself from any chronic health conditions. By creating your reality, you come to understand that your inner and external realities are one. Number three, get guidance. Once you quiet down the mind, you are able to hear your higher self. The only exception is that on the 25th of December, you can connect with your higher elf. Sorry for that terrible joke. Your higher self communicates to you through intuitive thought and feelings in your heart. So in the state of no mind, ask your higher self anything and just wait in anticipation for the answer. I have personally got much guidance in my life this way. Eventually you can reach a point where you have full-on conversations with your higher self and get advice on anything. Number four, connect with your spirit guides and guardian angels. You yes, you have spirit guides and guardian angels, as well as many other benevolent spirits who are watching over you, supporting you, guiding you and loving you. They are itching for you to communicate with them. So once you are able to easily shut off the mind, ask for a spirit guide or guardian angel or any benevolent spirit to connect with you and wait in anticipation. You can usually start to feel some tingles in the body. 
You can then get guidance from them or ask for help in something. In my experience, they actually use my mouth and voice to talk to me sometimes, while I ask them questions through thoughts. But they may have a different way to communicate with you. They may not even talk to you directly, but may show you signs in your life to guide you towards something. Number five, help others. Not only do you create your own reality, but your vibrations and energies affect others as well. This is because of the zero point field that connects us all. So one can actually send love or healing energy to anything or anyone and it will affect them. Just visualize a golden white light leaving your heart and engulfing the being that you would like to send love or healing to. There is much scientific proof around the effectiveness of sending love and healing energy to other beings, but we will talk more about this at a later level of the course. You can also ask God or other beings to help someone with something. This is effectively what praying for someone means. You are sending love to someone, whether it be directly from you or indirectly from your guides or from God. It doesn't matter which way, you are all one being. Number six, extrasensory abilities. Once you become very capable of shutting off the mind, you can then tune in to your extrasensory abilities. You may start to become more psychic. You may be able to remote view. You may be able to see the future. You may be able to remember past lives. You may be able to travel to other planets. You may be able to levitate. You may even be able to move objects with your mind. It sounds unbelievable, right? But I will discuss in later levels of the course the proof that all this is possible. All the information we discuss on this course and all the spiritual information you find in your own research is a good starting point, but you must actually feel the truth inside for it to mean something. Reading and listening is one thing, but it is almost useless if these concepts aren't explored and put into practice within. It's like, it's like explaining being in love to someone. They may hear what you're saying, they might think about what it may feel like to be in love, but unless they are actually in love, they won't truly know what it is. The spiritual concepts we have talked about are exactly the same. Spirituality is an experience for the heart and soul, not the mind. Often people ask for a shortcut to awakening. They don't want to do the daily meditations or the daily struggles against the false self, the self-reflection, the releasing of emotions, the self-improvement, but I'm afraid there is no shortcut. It is tough work, particularly in the beginning, but it's absolutely worth it. You chose to come here on this earth at this time because you believed you could do this tough work, and I believe you can do it too. How boring would life be without challenges anyway? So you can either continue the life you're living now, or you can do some work on yourself for a bit until you are eventually living in heaven on earth. As we have explained, the more spiritual work you do, the happier, healthier and more fulfilled you will be. It's completely your choice. As I say, there are many ways to meditate. I have some free guided meditations for specific purposes on my YouTube channel. I have put a link to the playlist at the end of this video. However, I have purposely chosen not to encourage any specific type of technique in this video. Meditation is all about personal self-exploration, so I encourage you to research and try out different techniques and do what is best for you. Maybe you make up some new techniques, or maybe you try many different techniques all at once. 
What works for me may not work for you, and vice versa. So please do explore on your own, with no outside influences, deciding what techniques you should or should not be doing. However, if you ever need some tips, or if you would like to talk to someone about meditation or any other spiritual topic, I am always here. Just book a free spiritual support session with me on my website. I also offer free healing sessions. If you would like to book any of these sessions, or if you would like to donate love or money to my channel, then please visit my website, www.highvibeliving.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Peace and love to you.